Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Liverpool versus Leeds in the Premier League. Yes, um, once again, I have to apologise for not doing another Saturday episode. Uh, it was a three o'clock kickoff, so it wasn't really televised. So I never really got to saw the game in full depth. Uh, but I did see the highlights of the Norwich game, so I'll quickly recap on that one right now. So Liverpool... Continuing uh, their form after the last game uh, against Inter Milan with a win at Norwich. Beating them 3-1. Uh, first half was a little bit stale. And then second half, it ended up being Norwich scoring first. Thanks to a wicked deflection that comes off Matip. And you can arguably say Chamberlain not closing down the players. Cater not closing down the player. Um... And then we done subs, we took Chamberlain off, took Cater off, and then Thiago came on, and Diaz, I think? No, I think Diaz started, Diaz started. Someone else came on, maybe Henderson. I can't remember who else came on, someone else came on. And then, yeah, Thiago literally ran the show, set, set the pace, and then we got a quick fire goal, Tomiscus. Uh, headed assist to Sadio Mane does a bicycle kick to make it 1-1 one, one. Um, and then Allison kicking the ball quick thinking kicks the ball to Salah he's in on goal he dribbles past the Norwich uh, keeper one side and the other side slots it on corner 2-1 and then the third goal happened uh, I think Salah again I think it was Salah again, yeah, but I can't remember how the third goal went in. But yeah, so Liverpool won 3 1. Um, the gap then was six points. Potentially could be three if Tottenham gave a little favour to Liverpool. Um, as they had to play Manchester City on that Saturday. And turns out they gave us the favour. They somehow managed to defeat Manchester City at the Etihad. In crazy circumstances, uh, it was a case where Tottenham were 1-0 up, then it was 1-1, then they were 2-1 up, then they could have been 3-1 up, then a last-minute penalty for Manchester City, 2-2, then there was extra minutes, because there were about seven minutes at the time, and then Harry Kane scores the winner to make it 3-2. Incredible. And that means if Liverpool were to win today's game against Leeds, They'd be three points behind on Manchester City, fulfilling their game in hand, and also meaning that the title race would literally be in their hands, as if they win all their games, they would literally win the Premier League. So that what a lovely situation to be in for Liverpool. And of course, after that is the cup final on Sunday. So you'd arguably say that this week for Liverpool is one of the biggest weeks of the season. A major week, um, yeah, and let's get into uh the lineup and everything else, and obviously this momentum that um Liverpool have been carrying. So, the lineup for today: Ingo Allison, left back Robertson, centre backs Van Dijk, Matip, right back uh Trent Alexander Arnold, your midfield three: Fabinho, Thiago, Curtis Jones, up front Diaz. Mane Salah. Yes. So what do we notice from this lineup? 
Curtis Jones. What a surprising return. A lot of people said Curtis Jones was banished to the basement, getting that Shakiri treatment. He hadn't seen him in three games, wasn't in the match squad for three games. And then Jurgen Klopp says, you know what, mate, we'll throw you in for this one. And fair enough. If you're going to give a young player a chance, it has to be Curtis Jones. He's only just turned 21. Um, but of course, there's 21-year-olds that are getting constant first-team uh, minutes. And, of, and, and the midfield position is stacked right now. And I agree with him kind of getting a chance in a way. The only little uh, disagreement, probably, I would love to see Harvey Elliott play against Leeds. But for psychological reasons... Or maybe Klopp having the PTSD of what happened with Elliot last time. Because <clears throat> that's how he got the injury in the first place. So, playing against Leeds. And you don't want to put on a player where they might not be psychologically there in terms of overcoming that battle yet. As they've only just returned from injury. So, you could understand why Klopp decided not to put Elliot in the squad. Um, you can understand why... Oxlade-Chamberlain didn't start for this one. In my personal opinion, he didn't deserve to start because that, the performance against Norwich was diabolical. And Leeds are a slightly better version of Norwich. So, by all means, he definitely didn't decide, decide, deserve to play in that one. And Cater had a very underwhelming game against uh, Norwich as well. They were both the reason why Norwich were even in the lead in the first place. So, it made sense for neither of them to start. And for Curtis Jones to jump up the pecking order, hey, I know after that last game against, was it Leicester? You may not have blown the, the, the you might not set the world alight, but Leeds are a team not in form. They lost 4-2 to Man United. They played in a wet, windy conditions. And I know because of the game, had uh, Leeds and Man United have an occasion where they hate each other for whatever reason. They'll be... That would take some extra energy out of you, but we know Bielsa sides are well drilled. They, 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 Bielsa delivers this military style drills to his players to ensure fitness is fine. Um, so I don't think feed leads were coming into this game with some sort of fatigue issue. It's just, it's just a footballing issue of how to build momentum again and how to adapt. Um, with in with your injured players, no Calvin Phillips, no Bamford. Um, I think Koch had an injury or something like that. Um, he didn't start, so there's a lot of makeshift changes. Uh, for Leeds, but yeah, Curtis Jones starting, I absolutely agree with. Diaz starting his second Premier League game, no problem with that. He scored against Nor. Oh yeah, Diaz scored the third goal, not Salah. Now I remember. <laughs> it just it just hit me now. Oh uh, yes, Diaz scored the third goal. Against Norwich, so why not start him again in a game against Leeds where morale may not be up to scratch for Leeds? And it's another game for Diaz to get used to the intensity of the Premier League. And then you've got Mane kind of playing inside forward, not really false nine, but inside forward. And then, yeah, the back five, the back five is the back five. Trent did get the rest against um, Norwich on Saturday, so uh, playing for this, playing in this one. It allowed him to find some regimen and get some form again. And yeah, let's let's get into the game. So first half starts now. The uh, first chance really happens like four minutes in. Diaz beats the defender, cuts in. He's about to shoot in on goal. 
Um, this this lovely build up play started from Mane winning the ball and then creating the attack to begin with. Then Mane kind of runs into the area where Diaz is gonna shoot, and then where Diaz shoots, the ball is literally hits Mane and it ricochets for goal kick. But you could tell Diaz was just warming up from the start and he was just anticipating stuff, and and yeah, you could say Liverpool absolutely overwhelmed uh, Leeds um, because they decided to play Daniel James as a striker up front. I know injury problems and all that. But Daniel James is way more effective on the wing. I don't know why, for whatever reason, you'd play Daniel James. But then uh, that that was my initial thought. And then we had a long, one little hiccup moment that, thankfully, we got away with. We passed the ball to Allison. Allison delays. I don't know if Allison's trying to look for some sort of opening, or he just forgets that how fast, or he forgets the pace that of Daniel James. Daniel James closes him down. By the time Allison realizes, he tries to kick the ball away, and then. Um, Daniel James kind of gets half tackled ish, and then he picks and then he tries to stand up, but then luckily Matip notices the danger very early and then clears, passes the ball to Van Dyke, and then nothing comes of it. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, passing, Thiago flawless today. Um, counter pressing, Thiago was great. Uh, Curtis Jones looking way more. He had that energy. There was a, I remember there was a moment from Curtis Jones, it might have been 10 minutes in, where Leeds picked up the ball and then you just saw this random sprint come from nowhere from Curtis Jones and he pips the ball and he wins it and then he passes the ball to Robertson and then ball whipped in but keeper catches it. Um, and then it was, wasn't until the 14th minute, key moment happens. Robertson with the ball down the channel, he looks up to try and find Mane or Salah in the box. As the ball is whipped in, um, a Leeds player has his arm stuck out, ball to hand, clear penalty. The referee just immediately gave it and and the Leeds player just like, shrugs, like, what can I do? Uh, Salah picks up the ball, takes the pen, slots it bottom corner, 1-0 Liverpool. His uh, 18th goal, 18th league goal of the season. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. That's what we love, that's what we love to see. Um, and then yes and then after that one of their Leeds players one of the Leeds left back Junior Junior something I forgot his name Junior Arriba whatever his name is I don't know uh, Fabinho had the ball down the channels his back is turned to like the pitch for some reason their left back just fouls Fabinho like chops him and then Yellow card, he gets a yellow card 15 minutes into the game. And now you've got 75 minutes on a yellow card having to deal with Mo Salah. Well done, mate. What a brain-dead decision. Absolute brain-dead decision for him. But obviously, as Liverpool fans, that's uh, a light bulb moment for us. Because we know if we just keep attacking down the right-hand side, we might actually create something and get a second goal. Um... And yeah, there was times where the, what was brilliant between our front three, not even just the counter-pressing and all that stuff. Obviously, you had Mane central, but he wasn't always central. There was times where Diaz and Mane would swap. Sometimes Diaz would come play central for a little bit. Sometimes you might even see Diaz on the right wing. But Diaz just had that free roam of just just being... He didn't have to be such... Uh, what's the word? Defensively disciplined because when it just came to our counter pressing, 
Leeds could not deal with it at, at all. It was always panic stations from them. It was either overhit pass or Thiago will pick the ball or Fabinho will pick the ball. And Thiago's tackling in that first half was just chef kiss. Like everything, every, every, all of his counter-pressing, winning the ball back, very impressive. Fabinho doing Fabinho having just to be Fabinho being Fabinho really didn't really have to work hard to try and intercept these balls all he had to do was just be in the most obvious positions where you would be as a DM to shut down any Leeds attack and that's what was working so well and it we constantly overwhelmed Leeds um, and yeah there was a time Diaz had the ball on the left wing the way he glides past Luke Aylin he, I, I don't even think that he increased his acceleration. He literally kicked the ball past Alien, and he's he's like three quarters sprinting, but it's just like a glide. But Luke Alien was proper struggling. Like you can tell, Alien looked like he's trying to bust the gut to get back, and but Diaz is just gliding past him. I've never, uh, bro. I've uh, we, we've missed a player like that since like Luis Suarez. Every time Diaz picks up the ball and is on the wing, it gives you he gives you that Luis Suarez feeling of you don't know what he's gonna do, you don't know how he's gonna chop a man, but you know he's gonna do something exciting to be an opposition defender, and that's what the, that's the aura you get from Diaz and the Liverpool fans in the crowd tonight must have been like wow, the the scouting department ten ten I don't know how they found this guy, oh I don't know well the only real competition was from. Tottenham, but if anything that triggered Liverpool to make the move to sign him, so thank you Tottenham for that. And yeah, it was it was just amazing to see. Um, and then we had like a couple of shots from Kurt, one from Curtis Jones. He put he put himself in good good position to shoot, but no shot power. Uh, Sadio Mane, similar situation, no shot power. Surprisingly, Salah was quiet because even. Before up until the penalty, I even forgot Salah was playing until like 10 minutes in. And then uh, after he got the pen, it's kind of like all of the attacks were coming down either centrally or on the left-hand side. It wasn't really on the right-hand side or he'd pick up the ball just to continue phases of play. Not to be like, not to like create integral bits of play. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, um, whatever... Whatever best side exploits leads is beneficial for Liverpool. So it wasn't that it was a, oh my God, what kind of moment here. And then Leeds kind of got uh, some sort of opening. I think it was Matip, a little bit out of position. Uh, ball was played where that space was vacated. And then Leeds crossed the ball in. Uh, Rodrigo taps it in, but it was offside. So well, there was a little warning sign like, Matip, stop drawing yourself out of position. Like, that's what... He's been doing that a little bit, like, against Crystal Palace and all that stuff. But I don't know if that's intentional from doing it so often. It must be just to be a bit more adventurous because it's Leeds. That's that's what I felt. And three minutes later, it worked off. It worked up. Uh, it, worked, um, it worked perfectly. So, Matip, you know how he dribbles with the ball, goes on those runs, and no one can somehow stop him? Well, he does that. He goes on a run. He's dribbling with the ball, still dribbling with the ball, approaching the 18-yard box, still dribbling with the ball, no one can get close to him. He notices Salah call for the ball, he passes to Salah, he makes the run. Salah passes his back to Man, uh, Matip, 
Matip looks up. He slots the ball past the goalkeeper. And it's in. 2-0 Liverpool. Matip open play goal. From dribbling down uh, from his own half. We said one day he would score a crazy goal like this. It's finally happened. It's prevailed. Albeit it's Leeds, but um, lovely. It's just lovely to see. Again, and then from there, Leeds were just so demoralised. Like, Thiago just busting a gut, winning the ball back again. Um, dictated, passing the ball, keeping that fluidity going. Just him and Fabinho, just... The counter-pressing was just 11 at 10. And it just allowed Curtis Jones to just free roam and express himself a bit more without having to worry about defensive responsibility because they they were never really in their own half in that first half at all. And then um, we win a quick free quick. Curtis Jones uh, resumes play quickly. Passes to Fabinho. Fabinho passes to Mane. Mane is in a goal. Then he's fouled by uh, Alien inside the box. Penalty again. Uh... Salah this time goes top corner and makes it 3-0 to Liverpool. And uh, this is after 35 minutes and then you take arguably game over. So then you haven't heard me talk about Trent, have you? Trent was really non-effective. Not that he, not, not in a bad way, just that we, we didn't need to rely on him to create bits of play. That's how bad Leeds was. And I was just thinking when we were 3-0 up, like, wow, we're 3-0 up. And I don't remember Trent creating any key passes. It's showing how bad Bielsa ball is because Bielsa ball is about attacking intent. Cool. That's no problem there. But you're going to face teams where you might not really, where you know you're not going to really get a result. You've got to have a plan B. You've got to be a bit more pragmatic. It was just, it just felt like Leeds were kind of just giving us the game by this appalling tactics that they, they that Bielsa just refuses to adapt or change. And I don't know if it's lack of English not that I'm criticising foreign managers or anything, but he's been in England for three years. Um, he, in his post-match interviews, he still speaks in Spanish. It, I don't know if it's the assistant coaches or coaches that deliver the tactics to the players in English, but it would be nice to hear from your head coach in English about any tactical tweets to make. Because every time you hear see Bielsa on the pitch... He's just sitting down or he's crutching down, but he's never barking instructions. Because how can you bark instructions when you're not when, you, well if you're not a so if you're not a fluid English speaker? So translation lost with players, and that's probably why they're getting blown away and failure to adapt. Obviously, um, and then yeah, Trent obviously didn't have to do anything really in terms of creativity, but then he had one key pass right at the end of the first half. First time pass pings it. Perfect loops uh, through ball over the top. Finds Salah. Salah put in on goal. Chips over the keeper. But then the ball is cleared off the line. And then that's the first half. Um, yeah, Liverpool blowing leads away. And then the halftime thoughts. I said, do Liverpool go for the kill? Boost your goal difference. Because if you boost your goal difference, you'll be superior. I mean, you're already superior goal difference to Man City. But you'd be... It would be like out the question if it comes down to goal difference, whether the title's decided on the final day of the season or whatever. Um, one of those moments there, do you, do you go for kill or do you preserve energy and wait? Uh, just suck the life out of the game, save your legs, save your fatigue for Chelsea on Sunday in four days' time. 
Um, I was thinking, surely we take Thiago off straight away. But we left him on for... Uh, Klopp, if Klopp, in fact, does no substitutions. He does absolutely no substitutions, to my surprise. I was like, okay, if players feel confident, ready to go, no one really wants to rest. I keep the flow again. Yeah, so then um, first chance comes from Salah in the second half. Uh, like 59 minutes he cuts in on his left on the right hand side he tries to curl one in but um, keeper really no, no shot power behind it really so that's what I remember and then once again good link up play from Salah and Curtis Jones Salah plays on 1-2 with Curtis Jones similar with how he played it with Matip Jones in on goal and if I was Jones here I would have shot but the fact I guess you know Salah's on a hat trick and it's the second half, and you know what a hat trick will do for Mohamed Salah's confidence, even though he's already extremely confident anyway. Um, Jones plays it square to Salah, um, but he did have Leeds players surrounding him a little bit, but I still felt like Salah should have hit the target, but ball goes over for that one. Um, and then it was at 63 minutes. Leeds finally have their first shot on target. Rafina shoots, but doesn't really affect Alisson that much. So Alisson finally has something to do. 68 minutes, we finally do a sub. We take Thiago off. We put him in cotton wool, bubble wrap, any sort of soft layers to keep him fresh and rare and ready to go for Sunday because he was absolutely flawless. That second half cameo from Norwich, he absolutely continued it in um, this game and just flourished. And he just was classic Thiago, really. And Henderson coming on. We know that Henderson um, came on as a sub against Inter Milan and had an impact. So, and he's a bit more... And, and you'd say uh, Henderson on the coming off the bench, he's way more assured than when he starts. Um, we'll get into lineups on Sunday in a little bit. Um, yes, so Henderson comes on. He's bombing down the channels. He's closing down Leeds players. He's filling the void that Thiago um, had for us, essentially. Um, and then, yeah, I remember Curtis Jones got on got the ball again. This time plays a one-two with Robertson. Uh, but then tight angle shoots. The commentators were saying he could have played Salah in, but Salah was... Marked by a Leeds player and the angle was just not on. The only realistic option was for Jones to shoot. Keeper saves it, no problem. But Curtis Jones in the right areas, all that stuff. He comes off for James Milner. Curtis Jones, very impressive game, very impressive performance. And and to be honest, the way Leeds played, it would be very hard for Curtis Jones to have a bad game. Sure, um, there was still one or two moments second half where... Jones lost the ball in his own half. But he did bust a gut to win it back. I remember there was a moment like that where he lost the ball and won it back in the second half. But that was because the whole team kind of... There was a, a period between 60 and 70 where we're like, OK, let's just take a breather here. Let's see if we... Uh, let's just take a breather here. I don't think we need to go full throttle. And it felt like that. It felt like uh, Liverpool were going to settle for that 3-0. Um... But then, key moment happens. Um, we make another sub, I believe. Uh, 
Oh, did this happen after? Um, no, no, Diaz was still playing, yeah. So, yeah, it was that uh, 80th minute, I believe. 80th minute, I'll say. Uh, yeah, Salah picked up the ball. Um, he's lacking like 30 yards out. You see Henderson make a run down the channels. If anything, Henderson was occupying the right back space. And you saw, uh, sorry, I'm digressing a little bit. And you saw like Trent almost playing like central midfield a little bit. That's how free roam everybody was in the second half. Like we were kind of just freestyling positions and it almost felt like a training session. But yeah, Salah finds Henderson. Henderson plays a square ball to Mane. Mane slots it in. 4-0 Liverpool. GA still going up. Um, Then we do a sub. Then Diaz comes off then. Yeah, that's why. That's why I remember. Diaz comes off. Divock Origi comes on. Um, Diaz, sensational game once again. Very exciting player. Just always making things happen. He's a very forward player. Um, it's very. I can't really think of a, a weakness that Diaz would have. I know we've only we've seen him for like three and a half games. I'm trying to think of has he got a weakness yet? I guess it's not even it's not even a weakness yet, but. It's just that maybe physicality, maybe, even though you don't really need it because he's such a fair player. But And it feels like that Diaz has got the fitness as well to like deal with the intensity. And it's almost like Liverpool's style of play caters to Diaz's strength. Where, because everybody's so free-roaming, it just allows Diaz to just flourish in his own game. And we know that everybody else will thrive off that. And that's the aura of having... A new exciting player in your starting lineup. Um, they'll just help you tick. Oh yeah, yeah. And then apparently Milner can speak Spanish, and was even giving Diaz instructions in Spanish um, when he came on immediately as a sub. But yeah, Diaz comes off, Origi comes on, and then Origi has a fir- Origi finally has a key chance. Ninetieth minute. Um, I can't remember who played the ball in. It might be Robertson. Uh, Rigi finds himself in on goal but it's like a half chance-ish kind of thing where he's got Leeds defenders by his side um, he shoots right at the last minute right last second I'm so to speak um, keeper saves it ball rebounds to Mane goes in 5-0 two goals for Mane two goals for Salah and then there I was thinking 5-0 would be enough and then uh, Liverpool have a corner in the very very last minute of the game Robertson whips the ball in. Virgil van Dijk loses his marker. A free header. Ball goes in. 6-0 Liverpool. And that's how van Dijk scored against Leeds last season. Believe it or not. Um, free header. Um, so deja vu moment for him. Another assist for Robbo. A goal for van Dijk. 6-0 Liverpool. Fantastic game. Barely even broke sweat, to be honest. Um, and yeah, Liverpool are only three points behind Manchester City. And that's their game in hand fulfilled. But then Liverpool, at the end of the weekend, will still have a game in hand anyways, as um, Man City would have played on the weekend by then. I think they got Everton next. So I'm not really sure how that one's going to go. Probably Everton will bend over for them. But... Uh, yeah, 6-0. I think my man of the match will be Salah. Just because... Oh, uh, yeah, sure, the two penalties, of course. 
but he was instrumental in the Matip goal to make it 2-0. He made a key pass to Henderson. So that boosts that boosts your uh, your rating up easily. And Mane was in good positions and again Mane is not even playing in his natural position. He's playing inside forward and gets two goals. So maybe this could be a future position for Mane in future. And we let Diaz on the left wing. Um and yeah, obviously, uh, no injuries, everybody's still fresh, Alisson clean sheet. It's the perfect momentum you want going into the key game on Sunday against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. We know Chelsea played yesterday against Lille in the Champions League. They won 2-0, um, but they suffered an injury. Um, Kovacic has an injury. We don't know the severity of the injury exactly, but... It could be a doubt for the Sunday game. We know Mason Mount ain't playing on Sunday. Reese James has only returned from injury, but there's no way they throw him in the deep end like that. Chilwell, um, yeah, he's still he's still injured, so it probably means Alonso will start, which is advantage Liverpool, because we know Alonso versus Salah only ends in one way. Um, but yeah, if Kovacic is injured, that is an advantage because Kovacic and Kante are two very intelligent footballers. Very similar traits to Thiago and Fabinho. I'd say the difference between um, our, our two, Fabinho and Thiago is that uh, Thiago is a bit more adventurous with passes and Kovacic is a bit more conservative, but... He's very tidy and Kante will just chase you, hunt you down and win those ball possessions and keep things ticking. So that's what we have to deal with on Sunday. We have to find a way to nullify Kante, which is not easy. And Kante is a big game player, you know. He might not be what he was two seasons ago or whatever, but um, he's only 30 years old. So believe me, Kante has the ability to be frightening um, in a quiet, a subdued way, and it's just about up to Liverpool to just um find 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 the right tactics to get the one up on two show. Um, in terms of mid selection, we know Keller Hare is going to start at the Carabao Cup final. Um, I after the semi final, I said fair enough, but now I'm like. Do we really want sentimental reasons to be why a goalkeeper starts in the final? Because um, I did this before. I know I don't play professional football, obviously. Back in my university days, I digress a little bit. I had this, I set it up an 11-a-side team. I had a goalkeeper who was just returning from injury telling me he's fit and very raring to go. Um, but I also had a goalkeeper in the meantime that was putting in good performances. And then because this keeper was our original keeper before he had the injury and then suddenly became fit for the final, I had to find a way to juggle two keepers. And the sentimental reasons of playing two keepers ended up making me lose a final. Now, I'm not saying Kelleher is going to lose a final. He's an adequate number two goalkeeper. Um... Adequate number two goalkeeper has been making crucial saves. Um, if anything, he's too good to be a number two. 
And long term wise, I can see him leaving somewhere to get first team football, because typically number two goalkeepers are um, veteran type goalkeepers who are quite past their best but are happy to sit on the bench. Whereas Keller here is twenty three, twenty four years old. He's not even his goalkeeping prime years, but you can see what he can do. But so yeah, I have utmost faith in Keller here to step up and not let occasions get to him in the final. I don't think. There'll be a moment like that. And him and Alisson are very similar in terms of reading, coming off their lines to clear the ball. Both him and Alisson are very good at that. And I think the one thing... Alisson's good at distributions, yes. But I think Kelleher is a bit more accurate with uh, ball distribution. And that might actually be a factor um, in the final. So I think it, it'd probably be the right call. And I still believe that in the Carabao Cup final, you're allowed to use five substitutions. It won't be free. There'd be no reason for that to change. Um, obviously, the the defense should be, um, yeah, Robertson, Van Dyke. You'd say Matip. It's, it's gonna be Matip. It's gonna be Matip. Um, but if he's if there's something wrong with Matip, Konati immediately comes in and he will flourish. He'll be absolutely fine. I'll I'll feel sorry. If, I'd feel sorry for Konati. I, I, a part of me wanted him over Matip, but the Matip performance today made me change my mind last minute to say, let's let's stick with Van Dyke Matip. Because Van Dyke Matip was the partnership we had uh, Champions League final. And that helped us to a trophy. Um, right back, Trent, obviously. Midfield three, Thiago Fabinho. A lot of people don't want Henderson to start. Um, should a captain start a final? <sighs> I, I I'm torn, man. It, the, the the third midfield choice is the toughest. I think. I think we, okay. What I think, I think Henderson starts. What I want, I would love. Elliot. Just because we need Kante to just follow him around. And just take... Just to lose that bit of concentration. So Thiago can thread the ball to uh, Mane. To thread the ball to Salah. So that would be my thinking. But I think we're going to go a little bit pragmatic. As you should. Because it's a final. But we know two shell tactics. Two shells going to be pragmatic. Regardless. Um, so yeah, I think Henderson will start and that will be the midfield three. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that Henderson needs to make sure that he just keeps it simple. Keep it simple. Follow your runs. Don't don't go wandering forward too much. Don't play hero ball too much. You're, you, you should be used to finals by now. We've been in the Super Cup final, Champions League final... Club World Cup final. So, I don't think Henderson would do anything silly in a final. I, he's not really known for that, really. Even in the 2018 final, Henderson really didn't... Really, that we've lost, he didn't, really, he didn't do anything silly. So, I trust, I'll trust him on that one. Um, and then up front, Mane, Salah. Um, and then here's the problem. We don't know about the fitness of Jota or Firmino. So what I think is going to happen, I think we still stick with Diaz, Mane, Salah. 
And if Jota is fit, he probably makes the bench. Same with Firmino. If he's fit, he probably makes the bench. Um, and we we want Mane to start because he's got a good record against Chelsea. We want Salah to start because it's Salah. And I think Diaz, it'll be a first real test to see if he can step up in the final. And I think he'd he'd love the occasion. But hopefully he doesn't make mistakes of trying to... He doesn't, I don't know, try to overly impress. But yeah, but you'd go with Diaz because he just got the ability to make things happen. And we're coming against an informed uh, Mendy, informed Thiago Silva. Uh, so, and, and Rudiger, to be fair. Rudiger's done all right. Um, and Havertz, who's good at scoring in finals. So we got to watch out for him. Um, but I hope they start Lukaku. If they start Lukaku, it's again advantage Liverpool. So, yeah, um, that's all I have to say. Really, thirty six minutes, long time. I know. Uh, wow, I had a lot. I had a lot to say today. But um, this is what happens when there's a lot. There's an exciting things happening for Liverpool in the Premier League. We pray that Manchester City continue to slip up. We pray Liverpool win a trophy on Sunday. The first of potential four trophies. Um, should Liverpool beat Chelsea, then um, imagine the momentum, knowing that you've lifted the trophy and carrying that into all other stages of competition. Because after that, we got Norwich on Wednesday. And then um, West Ham Sunday and... Then, uh, Enter Milan, second leg, I believe. Yeah, so busy, busy times for Liverpool. Exciting times. And we've never been in a position like this at this stage of the season where Liverpool can win all four trophies. And that would be unprecedented because no Premier League team has ever won a quadruple before. We got the chance to be the first to make it happen. Come Sunday. So, yes. Um, I will do a podcast on Sunday. Um, if we win, it might come a little bit later. I might release it a little bit later. Obviously, because if we win, I'm going to be soaking in the moment. And, obviously, I'd love to be at Wembley. I live in London. So, if I happen to get a ticket then at the last minute, then that... No, no, no. I, I don't know if I can even do a podcast the same day. Maybe the day after. But it's very likely that I do one in my house. Um. Anyway, so we'll see what happens. And then, yeah, it's a very good time to be a red. Up the reds. Um. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um. And, yeah, we hope Manchester City continue to slip up until we play them at the Etihad. And, yeah, well, good time to be Liverpool fans. So... Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of LSE Reactions and tune in on Sunday for the big one. Cheers.